Strategy is good. However, Peter Drucker taught that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Why is company culture so important and what is the future of company culture? Let's talk about it. Hey, greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. This is Season 2, Episode 25, The Future of Company Culture. What is culture? SHRM, or the Society for Human Resource Management, defines it this way. An organization's culture defines the proper way to behave within the organization. This culture consists of shared beliefs and values established by leaders and then communicated and reinforced through various methods, ultimately shaping employee perceptions, behaviors, and understanding. In other words, it's really a system of behaviors and rituals, right? It's how the organization behaves. And so behavior management, you know, of course, is a great study. Uh, and one of the great examples of, you know, culture that does not have guidance is an old movie that's called Lord of the Flies. And this Lord of the Flies movie, you know, gives a clear example of how guidance is necessary in an organization, how culture is defined. In other words, in the movie, uh, you know, this plane crashed and it's killing all of the adults and it just left the children. Right. And so therefore, the children began to organize themselves. And you have to think now the children are organizing themselves based on what they know and based on who they know. <laughs> and so then as they begin to organize um, as a group to survive, first of all, then secondly, then they wanted to look at thriving. And so then the group began to splinter. Right. Because, again, uh, when you're looking at a set of uh, beliefs and, and uh, beliefs and, and established values. Right. Um, then th that's going to look differently in everyone. That's going to look differently in everyone if there is not a real system of uh, managing that type of, of culture. So um, as the management guru, Peter Drucker, put it. Only three things happen naturally in organizations. That's friction, confusion, and underperformance. Everything else requires leadership. And so since that, those uh, young people did not have true leadership as guidance, they begin to kill one another. And you have to kind of think about it in your organization. What's going on in your organization's culture right now? Is there true leadership guiding it? Are there belief systems? Are there more ways and four ways? Are there, uh, does the culture consist of shared beliefs and values established by the leaders? Or is it toxicity that's happening in your culture, in your organization, where you work or where you lead? John C. Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. Peter Drucker also says, Culture eats strategy for breakfast. <laughs> so if 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 uh, if cult, if culture eats strategy for breakfast, can you imagine what that actually looks like? Can you imagine what that actually looks like? Here's this big, gigantic thing, right? This big, giant. If you've ever watched the old cartoons, you've seen what is called the Tasmanian Devil. Right. Uh, with the Looney Tunes cartoons. And so can you imagine 
Uh, this Tasmanian devil is your culture of toxicity, of infighting, of, you know, lack of teamwork, cohesion, right? Disrespect, you know, fear of conflict, all of these things, lack of trust, all of these things are happening. Uh, I mean, the whole uh, pyramid of, you know, Patrick Lencioni's The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, just running as a Tasmanian devil and all of your strategies that you have put together, you know, that you're going to do X, Y, and Z. Here's a strategy for, you know, product development, product. Uh, here's a strategy for customer service. Here's a strategy for this and this. But this big, gigantic Tasmanian devil of toxic culture is just eating up your strategies, right? That That's, that's you know, it's not funny, but that's an awful sight, you know, that's really an, an awful sight. So, Again, you just want to keep that uh, kind of, you know, you want to keep that in mind, right? That culture eats strategy for breakfast. And so and here's the other part, right? So if your culture is, you have a good culture, you know, then your strategy has to reflect that good culture. Because again, whatever the culture is, if your strategy is not stronger than the culture or does not... Uh, it's not cohesive with the culture. Again, even with the cohesive, uh, sh you know, uh, culture, it'll eat up the strategy. Right. So, again, just keep that in mind. Organizational culture sets the tone for employee engagement. Uh, if your company's culture is a growth and development learning environment, your employees will be engaged in activity that reflects that. But if it's an environment of toxicity, they'll be engaged in that as well. A study by uh, Denison Consulting found that companies with winning organizational cultures have 72% higher employee engagement uh, than organizations with weaker cultures. So let's look at retention and engagement for a second. And of course, now I got this information from Better Places to Work. Okay, so let's, let's take a look at this employee retention and engagement. Retention. You may ask, you know, well, why employee in engagement is so important? Among other things, engagement is directly linked to retention and employee turnover. A survey by Glassdoor in 2019 found that 65% of employees say that their company's culture is a key factor when deciding to stay at their job. Glassdoor also found that more than three quarters or 77% of the adults would consider a company's culture before applying for a job there. A strong and positive work culture is a prerequisite for most employees or most people today when they are hunting for a new job. Great Place to Work also reports uh, they have a like a graph here that talks about it, right? And in a recent survey of CEOs by PricewaterhouseCoopers, 41% cited workplace culture as the aspect of their talent strategy that would make the greatest impact on attracting and retaining the employees needed to remain competitive. Nearly 7 in 10 executives in a recent um, Deloitte survey on the future of the workplace said company culture will be critical to realizing their organizational mission. By contrast, only 14% said culture had little or no impact. In its 2017 CEO challenge, the conference board found that building an open and inclusive culture that lets talent thrive is a top concern among CEOs. 
So, I mean, again, you know, 41% cited that workplace culture is, is, uh, uh, is the aspect of their talent strategy. So, culture. Culture is very important. Culture is, you know, why some people de- uh, decide to stay at your company, why most decide to come to your company, and why most decide to leave your organization. It's company culture. Dina Upton, chief people officer at Drift, shared the importance of rituals. Rituals are really important, but we have pretty strong rituals at Drift, she says. Uh, we start the week and end the week all together in, a ta- uh, in two town halls. And so, again, it's about being together. You know, when you work for an organization that has, you can see the splinter, you can see the division, you can see the conflict, you can see the lack of trust, you can see the, uh, the lack of accountability, when you can see the uh, lack of commitment, right? It can be a little daunting and depressing when you're working in an in a organization like that, right? And then where leadership fails to really take the organization by the helms and just uh, take it to the next level, you know, not the next level of toxicity, but again, um, addressing the issues that are in that organization so that this organization can thrive and become an attractive beacon for people. Looking at the Western North Carolina region, a report recently came out that there are 24,000 jobs, you know, or almost 24,000 jobs available and only 9,000 people like registered as unemployed. So that's almost three jobs to every one person. But why are people not applying for these jobs, right? Of course, you know, they cut the, the benefits, the extra $300 benefits that people were receiving. They cut that in September. And so, you know, there are, you know, basically like two major reasons. Number one, there's health care. There's uh, not, not in health care, I'm sorry, child care. Right. You know, people are concerned about child care. And then number two, people are still uh, concerned about the COVID-19 crisis because this COVID-19 crisis is real. You know, I myself recently um, suffered, you know, through having COVID-19. And and so it's a real thing. I mean, I was uh, tested as positive. And of course, I had some respiratory issues, you know, and lost a considerable amount of weight. Um, dealing with this thing, but you know, I've bounced back. I'm at a hundred percent now. So I'm grateful, uh, for that. But again, you know, that's a real concern for many people, uh, in their organizations. So, uh, in the mid two thousands, there was a movement known as the results only work environment, better known as Roe, R-O-W-E, uh, to help Best Buy attract more talent. Employees were told to forget about time and place and just finish their assignments. The goal wasn't flex scheduling or remote work. As those designations suggest, employees would merely request changes to a standard 9-to-5 style workday. Uh, It was for employees to have complete control over their schedule. No questions asked. Roll rest on two key concepts. Autonomy and accountability. Autonomy means, you know, simply I'm self-directed and independent. So each day, because I know what I'm accountable for, I choose the best time and the best place to do my work in concert with others. 
The results for Best Buy were mostly positive. Productivity increased by 41% and employee turnover was drastically reduced. Better yet, a study by the University of Minnesota's Phyllis Moen showed Best Buy workers slept more, were less likely to come to work sick, and experienced a reduction in work-family conflicts. So what is the future of company culture? It will be seen in or have impact in five areas. Scheduling or shifts, and which really, of course, affects attendance, right? Uh, Location, you know, or like hybrid, digital or remote. The time or hours is going to be 40 hours or reduced. And employee engagement, which of course feeds into employee retention. The future of company culture is really, the bottom line is, it's ever-evolving. But as an organization, you have to adapt, plan, and innovate, considering how to keep these four things intact. Your core values or mission. Your employee engagement. Your ideal customer. And product and services. And keeping in mind, HR plays a major role in the future of company culture. But more on that next week. Thank you. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcome you're looking for? Listen, let us help you. Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation so we can help you with all of your leadership development needs. Oh, always remember, leadership is influence and service. Thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 25, The Future of Company Culture. Company culture is so important as it relates to the uh, health uh, and the thriving of your employees, your employee engagement, and how it ultimately affects employee retention. Right. So I've heard the great Les Brown talk about how some employees do just enough work not to get fired and the company pays them just enough for them not to quit. That's not a good relationship. Right. And so that's found in the culture, because what happens is if you have a culture of where employees just really don't care, employees are not holding themselves accountable. Right. There's a lack of commitment, lack of trust and there's fear of conflict. You know, the whole uh, Patrick Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a team pyramid is found uh, in the culture uh, of your organization. Well, then it's ultimately going to affect uh, your your products and services, which, again, will in turn impact your ideal customer. An ideal customer, simply a customer who has shown, um, you know, loyalty, right? And then their free advertisement. And of course, you know, they help with the consistency of your budget because they're always paying. 
they're always buying, they're always inviting people to come and buy. And so your ideal customer is very important, right? They're more important than a new customer, okay? And, and so then, and of course, it impacts your employee engagement, where you have three out of four employees that are unengaged, right, or actively disengaged in your company culture right now. And so 17% are only engaged, so that's like 85% are actively disengaged. So those are some terrible numbers to look at. But what your question as a leader is, how much does company culture play or factor in that number? All right. So listen, uh, my name is Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. If you would like for us to do a keynote address um, or if you would like to have a 30 uh, 30 minute conversation about us doing any type of work in your organization, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. You know, you can send us an email info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com or you can call us 828-333-7234. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast using Apple podcast or Spotify looking for Jason A. Muhammad slash leadership is and always remember leadership is influence and service